Spirit Mom welcomes you to this audiobook production, The Physics of Consciousness. In the quantum field, minerals, plants, animals, and human souls by Ivan Antic. Copyright by the author. Introduction. The question of what consciousness is has still not received a final answer, neither in science nor in philosophy, and even less so in religion. The situation is odd. We discover the world with our consciousness and find answers to all the questions, yet the issue of consciousness itself remains a mystery to us. Science is the first one in line to provide answers to the questions about the world and natural laws, but it fails to answer what constitutes cons consciousness. It rather only gives a fragmentary account of the functioning of consciousness. The attitude of science regarding consciousness is that it is a result of the functioning of neurons, the ability to take on and process huge quantities of information as well as the ability to perceive, memorize, and study. Mostly science deals with the consequences of consciousness rather than its essence. In short, the story of life and consciousness is taught in the following manner at universities. Once upon a time, from nothing happened something like a big explosion that created the cosmos and all the elements. Over time, they collided at random until they constructed big balls that would later become planets. The molecules on those planets underwent a similar creation process of colliding for a very long time until they made a structure that was able to move on its own. This life form further moved, adapting and evolved from a unicellular organism, then multicellular, and on to the more diverse shapes that at one point left sea level behind and populated the land, learned to grow limbs until they created arms, and finally became monkeys. And then, accidentally, one monkey became a human. They say this happened during some DNA replication error or when a monkey taught himself to utilize tools and weapons when he used some big bone to crush the skull of some other monkey. Since our current stage of evolution has not gone past the monkey phase, obviously that explains why we are so imperfect, incapable, and destructive and appear to be on a collision course aimed at destroying the whole planet we live on. This is how the origin of life is taught at Cambridge and Oxford. However, the same universities teach quantum physics, which explains and proves that at the very foundation of nature, there is nothing solid. There is not a material world as such. It is rather a universal energy field, a big information field where everything is interconnected in one unity outside of space and time, in which all the subatomic particles communicate with one another currently and irrelevantly of space and time. To put it briefly, Everything that quantum physics has discovered so far can be reduced to two facts. The first is that the base of overall nature is electromagnetism. Everything is energy. And the second is that reality is an 
energy. And the second is that reality is an information field, which automatically suggests that it is a conscious field. As a result of this find, scientists have begun to operate with terms such as quantum consciousness or the quantum mind. Subsection 1. Dr. Amit Goswami, Bruce H. Lipton, Greg Braden, Rupert Sheldrake have all written on this subject. The same universities also teach biology that clearly shows that DNA replication is carried out by proteins, whereas the code for protein creation is found within the DNA itself. There are innumerable examples of this sort in biology, proving that Darwin's evolution is an impossible model. Only an adaption of organisms to the environment seems plausible. A mountain of evidence of this kind has led us to question which is older, the chicken or the egg. The answer has so far not been given because it is clear that everything originated by means of intelligent design, orchestrated by consciousness, which is the base for the overall phenomena of life. All these, strictly, strictly speaking, scientific discoveries prove that consciousness is the foundation for existence and the development of life, that everything originated from conscious intent and there is not a shred of evidence to support the claim that consciousness developed at a later stage, least of all by chance, but from life itself as a consequence of life and its development. The nature of consciousness is such that it can never arrive from something unconscious. Confirmation that consciousness is at the very heart of creation can be found in all the scientific facts. Subsection 2. More on this can be found in works of Stephen Meyer, Signature in the Cell, DNA and the Evidence for Intelligent Design, as well as the book by Nobel Prize winner Francis Crick, Life Itself, Its Origin, and Nature. Scientists themselves calculated that the cosmos is not old enough to enable and the, the construction of DNA or any cell by a simple random collision of particles. It would be comparable to a tornado sweeping through a big junkyard and assembling a Boeing 747 from the bits of pieces lying about. Or the even older argument of the infinite monkey theorism, which states that a monkey hitting keys at random on a typewriter keyboard for an infinite amount of time will almost surely type any given texts, such as the complete works of William Shakespeare. However, at universities, it is still lectured that this Darwin's monkey not only assembled the jumbo jet aircraft, but the entire modern civilization as well. As though there are two sciences, one esoteric and secret and only for the enlightened elite that keeps hiding all the evidence, and another public one, otherwise known as mainstream science, for the common folk which instead of facts and evidence offers monkeys and childish names, Big Bang, Quantum Soup, built entirely on convictions, not proof. 
To make a long story short, it appears as though somebody is trying very hard to hide the true nature of consciousness and to keep it away from the public eye. The purpose of this book is to lay the foundation for the depiction of how consciousness of the quantum field shapes the reality of everything in any given moment in order to prove that consciousness is existence itself and how this consciousness is no different from our deepest consciousness of ourselves, of our soul. The purpose is to provide direct insight into the reality of nature in the simplest way possible. To show that the consciousness that enables existence itself in life is the same consciousness we use individually in our head for cognizing existence and life. Our mind is halfway between consciousness and existence and is therefore able to merge them both, but also split them apart. Since consciousness and existence are the same fundamentally, existence as a whole can be aware while consciousness is tested through existence. The whole of life consists of perception and learning. Our whole being was designed for perception and learning through work, karma, this is why consciousness and existence meet and recognize one another only in the human being and mind. It is also true that the real nature of consciousness is imp impossible to separate from the nature of our soul. That is why we will speak of consciousness of the soul here. The issue of the soul is inseparable from the issue of consciousness. If we were to set them apart, we automatically set ourselves apart from the issue of the purpose of existence. It is the main reason why the answer to existence, consciousness, and the soul is hard to come by. Understanding consciousness, existence, and our soul cannot be separated. In other words, we cannot live in the world in one way, be conscious in another, and treat our purpose in some completely different way. The issue of consciousness of our soul is inseparable from the world we live in. Our existence is as inauthentic as our distance from consciousness of our soul. We will begin our story from the most abstract description of quantum physics discovery and end it with recognizing those insights in our everyday lives. What is all around us as well as what is in us. Unlike the biocentrist of Robert Lanza, subsection 3, biocentrism, how life and consciousness are the key to understanding the true nature of the universe by Robert Lanza and Bob Berman, 2010, who also discovered consciousness as the driving factor of existence, but fails to see its purpose beyond mere biological life. We will show here that consciousness reaches the highest level through all levels, from the whole personality of the human through their self-knowledge to their soul. There is no multitude of consciousness Consciousness is one and the same in everything. It only divides and applies itself individually in all the aspects of existence. Taking this into consideration, it will become clear to us what are the three aspects regarding consciousness. First is the fact that its essence gets lost in an attempt to translate the term that relates to it. Different words are used to denote it. Sometimes it is called the mind and sometimes the spirit. 
Deepak Chopra differentiates practicality, the mind, matter, and spirit, whereas his terms spirit explains most accurately what we are trying to convey here. That consciousness is a universal field from which everything originates. The type of consciousness we have in mind here is also called the quantum mind. In various works by different authors, because it corresponds with the quantum field, that is the common source and foundation for overall existence. Together with the loss of meaning of the essence of consciousness through the wrong and varying use of terms in different languages, the truth of human essence or soul gets distorted or concealed. Some authors present the soul as the astral body of the human, as the psychic energy connected with emotions and feelings, which are fine products of the body. And often it is stated that spirit is above the soul. The truth is, however, that the human essence, the soul, is the same divine consciousness that enables everything. It is the individual expression of the divine. The issue of human essence should be the joint goal of all science. The reality, however, is as far away from this as can be. The answer to the question of human essence the science offers in the form of an inferior and trivial response convinces people they are irrelevant, of minor significance, accidental byproducts of nature, living on the edge of one of an untold number of galaxies, and they are nothing but the body that is born and then dies. Religions show us our essence by using their theology with their gods and demons, or by openly proclaiming it primeval sinful. The third reason that becoming self-evident is why the essence of consciousness and soul remain hidden from the public view which lies in the well-known fact that academia, education, science, and the media are run by centers of power and the interests of big corporations. Their interests are common knowledge and they are based on exploiting nature and people. If all people were familiar with this unique, shared, and universal nature of consciousness that binds us all together, all of our souls enabling life itself to connect us with nature. Who would go to war so that bankers could make more profit? Who would destroy nature? Who would hate their neighbor or next of kin? Who would forget and discard their conscience and essence with ease by following their delusions, media propaganda, and manipulation? There would be considerably fewer conflicts and misunderstandings between people then. The only unique basis for consciousness would only then be expressed individually through each human with their fullest potential, turning this world into paradise. Therefore, we will emphasize right from the start that this book concludes consciousness and existence itself, the way they are at any given moment, here and now, are the same thing. Consciousness is existence itself, and ex existence is consciousness itself. Together they are our essence. How else could it be? These are not separate things, nor separate realities. Where consciousness is something in us, enabling us to discover existence, that is an outward phenomenon while our essence is something completely different. The truth is they are identical, one same reality apart by our mind 
split artificially and seemingly into consciousness that knows and the world that is known, into the subject and the object. This unity only appears different to us when the mind observes it as a gross material world of external objects and subtle and elusive consciousness within. And for this reason, our essence forever stays out of its reach. Subsection number four. According to the teachings of Hermes Trismegistus, we are enlightened into these gems of wisdom as within, so without, and as above, so below. Humans are unconscious only because they do not live in a reality in which their consciousness and existence are realized as a unified phenomenon. To the degree they are unaware of themselves, they are unaware of existence, hence their destructiveness. Everything positive and constructive comes from the unity of consciousness and existence, and more so from the human understanding of this unity. The human understands existence only if they understand it as consciousness. Existence will be out of reach of the scope of human understanding if the human views it as something unconscious. Only the mind separates consciousness and existence, and only it can recognize their unity. The mind, however, is neutral. It has the fine ability to create a virtual reality. It is the merging point of the outward and inward of our being. In its neural capacity, it merely coordinates the perception of our senses and is able to decide and filter what goes in and what does not, and also what exists. In reality, due to its neutral position, the mind stands at the gateway not able to decide at will objectively and correctly, but only the way it has been coached to decide. At Oxford University of all places, but not only there, patterns, notions, or the paradigms of mind are what truly decide what enters the mind and to what degree. Paradigms that condition our minds are constantly created and implemented into the mind. Some spontaneously, but a great many of them quite deliberately. It is a well-known fact that there has always been a, a minority who controlled the majority of people. This minority was able to execute their power by means of paradigms and convictions. In earlier times, these convictions were modified by religions and myths about the divine act of creation of the world and the human. More recently, the same story has been rearranged and taken on a more modern look, otherwise known as popular science with its theory of the Big Bang and the monkey that just so happened to become a human by mistake at some point in the past. Somebody is trying hard to keep people in a virtual reality at all times in simulacra and simulation. Subsection number five. Jean Baudrillard, Simulacar and Simulation, University of Michigan Press, 1994. Constantly keeping the human in a mind that is aware of the body only and in the logic of material survival, in a mind constantly preoccupied with false values and fear and detached from the true meaning of consciousness and soul, from existence itself. 
Luckily, the author of this book did not study at Oxford, which is in charge of the mundane aspects of science, nor at Cambridge, which is in charge of the ecclesiastic aspects of science, and he will therefore be able to present this standpoint on the nature of consciousness based on his personal experience with four decades of practicing Buddhist, Zazen meditation, and direct out-of-body cognition of the higher dimensions. That consciousness and existence are the same thing, that the fundamental laws of physics are directly linked to the human consciousness, that the essence of the human is in reality the essence of overall nature. Those two essences are connected in human self-consciousness and action. Therefore, the main goal of this story is to connect the dots between natural laws and the essence of the human in the simplest way possible. All the misconceptions of people and all the problems in this world rest on the delusion that these two essences are different. They are one essence, our divine essence. Part 1 Consciousness in the Non-Organic World Consciousness enables existence in a threefold way. Its trinity was recognized long ago in the science of Samkhya, it, and it was named Gana. There are three of these, Sattva, Rajas, and Tamas. The presentation in this book has been arranged according to this emanation. Tamas, the physical world, res extensa, includes all the elements of non-organic nature, but the higher dimensions of nature as well, the astral and the mental worlds, and their corresponding inner senses that enable our perceptions of the higher dimensions. Rajas, the psyche, res cognitas, the organic bodies with all the senses, a struggle for perfecting perceptions, the use of energy. Sattva, the culture, the use of perceptions for the cognition of meaning, the individual consciousness of oneness, and the higher mind that is a connection to consciousness of the soul. The Quantum Field Having discovered the nature of matter a long time ago, physicists became aware of the notion of an atom, the single, smallest, indivisible particle everything in nature consists of. However, in more recent times, at the beginning of the 20th century, the development of technology made it possible for them to delve into the subject more thoroughly, which set them on a quest to find out what kinds of atoms are in existence and whether matter potentially consists of even smaller particles. In doing so, they succeeded in splitting the atom, discovering in the process that it consists of much smaller particles that were appropriately given the name subatomic particles. It was discovered that they vary in size and number and their behavior is versatile and often not quite natural. And the law of behavior of subatomic particles is considerably different from all the laws of nature that had been known prior to that point in this microcosm of ours. Namely, subatomic particles did not behave as material particles do, but as energy waves as well, or like non-material phenomena. They could intermittently act as particles, but also as energy waves. To be in one place, but also in several places simultaneously. 
They have the so-called non-local properties and information gets distributed among them instantly, regardless of the space dividing them. It was ascertained finally that the finest aspect of subatomic particles are tiny units of energy vibrations that cannot be allocated by exact position, speed and mass, but are integrated within a conceptual framework of mechanics. As though a package exists and nobody knows for sure what is inside. But judging by tapping on the top of it, we know for sure there is something within. This package of undefinable energy flux fluctuations was called the quantum field. Latin quantum, amount, multitude. By scientists. It is there although it cannot be defined with ease. It is not material, but can act as though it were material. Quantum as a term became the smallest unit of any natural magnitude. It even became part of the jargon connected with natural science, and today we have quantum mechanics, quantum chemistry, and quantum electronics. Thank you for joining us today on Transcending Ascension or here on the Spirit Mom YouTube channel. This has been an audio book by Ivan Antic. And I encourage you to stay tuned as we travel through the rest of this book so that we can begin to transcend our ascension together. See you soon. Goodbye for now. Spirit Mom. Thank you.